0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of Crossover, the crossover event you didn't know that you wanted. My name, as you can see right there below my face and the periodic table of superheroes, is Manderson, at son of Mander, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And joining me uh, once again, as usual, from a currently rainy and windy city up north is...
1: You can follow me at at Danderson11 on Twitter
0: and Instagram. Those are the only two things that I think our brains can handle. Anything else is too much. I'm on Facebook out there, but not. I Yeah, I have one, but the only person I'm friends with is me. <laughs> anyway, uh, Crossover is part of the TCC network. Uh, if you go to com, you can see anything related to the network or other shows we'll have links to. Uh, we post articles and... Uh, news information there from time to time all comic book related of course um, you can also find links to our sponsors uh, the first of which is empires comics vault if you look kind of like down in between uh this is awkward there we go down in between danderson Dan and i it's right there um empires comics vault uh fulton avenue is where it's at. of it here in sacramento um 1120 fulton avenue sweet k they got hot sauce they got pugs they got giant board game type things And of course they have comics Um, head in there and uh, check out some comics, pick up some trades. Um, If you watched our getting back into comics uh, show that was not this previous Monday, but the Monday before go pick up some of the stuff that we recommended. Uh, Also uh, we are sponsored by the beard balm brush. Um, As you can see, I'm trying to grow a beard. It's mediocre at best, but um, I do love the beard balm brush. Um, they put, uh, they take beeswax and put the essential oils and beard oils that your beard needs to be nice and lush and silky smooth in there. You just brush it through. Makes it smell nice. Mine smells like a Paul Bunyan supposed to smell, I guess, very woodsy. They have one called Tree Beard that's very minty and kind of refreshing. Um, so they have a couple of different uh, scents as well. Um, if you go to BeardBalmBrush.com at checkout, put in the code Capeless. Uh, you can get 15% off of your order, uh, and it is definitely worth it. Uh, So that's all of our sponsors. Again, at thecapelesscrusaders.com, you can find that. Um, As on our normal show that uh, is normally on Monday night, uh, we, on the crossover show, we were going to go round the horn. Um, The difference between that show and this show is instead of talking about what we've been reading, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to coming out in the next couple weeks between this show and our next episode um, because I like to mix things up. We're going to start um, with comics again tonight, uh, and I have three that I'm going to highlight. The first one is called StarCraft Soldiers. Um, issue number one comes out uh, this upcoming Wednesday, uh, and I used to play StarCraft two a lot, Um maybe too much a little too much um i have like i had t-shirts i had the sweatshirt like i love starcraft t- i still do um i just have kids now and so it's hard to play video games consistently to be good enough to have fun when it's competitive like you're competitively playing against people um so i'm just like excited to see more of the backstory of that universe be told um that's put out by uh, dark horse is the the publisher that puts that one out one of the um independent uh uh, comic book publishers out there um the second one is heroes in crisis number five the heroes in crisis um story arc has been dealing less with like are like the big names are in there superman wonder woman batwoman batman they're all in there um but kind of highlights some lesser known characters i um, mean it deals with uh, ptsd and how superheroes deal with that um and the it starts off with a little bit of a mystery because a bunch of people who are in the sanctuary house um, where that superheroes are, are processing this stuff, end up murdered. And it's either Booster Gold, um, who's the greatest superhero you've never heard of, um, or potentially Harley Quinn. Um, it's been very good. It's very emotional. Um, and uh, kind of, I mean, as our brother, uh, Steve, or Sanderson, as the crew likes to refer to him as, um, he's a Marine. And so we kind of, we watched him deal with PTSD a little bit. Um, And so this kind of hits a little close to home. Um, And the last one is they're starting Guardians of the Galaxy back up. Um, And I believe that's not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday um, that comes out. Um, And so I'm excited to see what the new crew looks like, because it looks like it's not going to be like what we're used to from the movies. Um, It's going to be, I think, uh, Star-Lord's in there. It looks like Groot's in there. and I think one of the other ones that we're used to, but then there's a bunch of other characters, some of which I was familiar with and some of them I have no clue who they are. So I think it's going to be similar, but still different because there's new characters and new stories to tell. Um, and the, the tagline is uh, find out who, well, Thanos is dead, find out who the new Thanos is. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that.
1: Yeah. That's not the heroes in crisis sounds most riveting to me. I think I, I, Tend to think that I'm more of a DC guy just because I I like ba- Batman's my favorite so, and then even with these DC movies that came out, I just saw Aquaman and um, I like I like how they're a little bit dark. I don't I just like the feel of DC comics more than Marvel. I think uh, at least most of that's based off the movies that I've gone uh, gone and watched. But um, so I would say Heroes in Crisis five of those are would be the most interesting uh, for me to pick up. Um, so I'll switch over to sports. Here's what I'm looking forward. Pretty basic this time. Um, this Sunday, the 20th, we have the uh, NFC and AFC championship games. So we're basically the final four. The winner of these two games will be heading to the Super Bowl. Um, so first up, it's going to be Sunday afternoon Pacific time. So just afternoon, 12.05, kickoff on Fox. You can find the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints they both finished the year three, or excuse me, thirteen and three. Um, really high octane offenses. They've actually played in Week Nine, and the Saints won forty-five to thirty-five. So, it was, and that was in New Orleans. This game will be in New Orleans as well. Um, and this is kind of we got a young quarterback, Rams versus an old veteran quarterback in uh, Drew Brees for the Saints, um, who's looking to go to his second Super Bowl here. Uh, so that should be interesting fun to watch i think and then they whoever wins that game of the new england patriots who stop me if you heard that one before they they're in the uh AFC championship for the 13th time in tom brady's career uh, which is unbelievable unheard of um so but they were 11 and 5 so they're actually on the road to Kansas City the chiefs who are 4, 12 and 4 this year um, and it's a similar situation, second-year quarterback in uh, Pat Ma- Patrick Mahomes, who's the quarterback for the Chiefs. Um, but he is probably going to win the MVP this year. I think Drew Brees probably should win it, um, but that's a debate. But he's through for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns this year. So wow. In either case, he's going to be the MVP or close to it this year. Uh, and then Tom Brady, on the other hand, like I said, in his 13th AFC championship game, looking to go to the Super Bowl for the ninth time in his career, which is unheard of as well. And actually, so he won last week to put himself in this position. He has now won more games in the playoffs. So he's 28 and 10. He's won more games than any other quarterback has even played in in the playoffs in his wow. career. Uh, another notch in his belt. And this is also a rematch. Uh, they played a week six in New England. Uh, New England won that 43 to 40. So I'm not sure you're going to like this because I know you're a defensive minded guy, but this yeah. is the uh, first time we've had all of the top four offenses in the final four. So they're the top four seeds in the league and the top four offenses. So we're getting the best of the best, but we're, don't expect to see a lot of uh, Great defensive high offensive plays. Yeah. Although the Patriots-Chiefs game, the scheduled temperature for kickoff is going to be 16 degrees. Mm. And so that might uh, damper some of the offenses here as, as well. So, But it'll be interesting to watch. Um, and then the other thing uh, I mentioned it last time, the Australian Open has, has begun. We're in round two currently, um, and that's continuing every single day. I'm sure if you flipped on ESPN2 in the last uh, – Few days you've seen it, um, but it will go all the way through the 27th um, on the networks of ESPN or on the ESPN app. So those are the things that I'm really locked in this this next couple of weeks.
0: All right, uh, I I am most most likely to watch the Rams and Saints game, um, or as I like to say, the Rams and Drew Brees game, because <laughs> as I said last time, uh, I love Drew Brees. I don't really care about the team. If anything, I don't like the Saints because they put the Vikings out of the playoffs a number of times in recent history, but Drew Brees is such a stand-up guy. Um,
1: He is a class act, yeah, and that's why I'm pulling for him to win the MVP. He's thrown for more yards than any other player in the regular season, and he's never won an MVP, so I kind of hope they give... Don't get me wrong, he had a great year. Mahomes probably had just a little bit better year, but I, I hope the voters go... Reeves deserves one before he hangs it up, and he's not getting any younger, so
0: yeah, we'll see. yeah no it's really you know I like I, I enjoy watching tennis. I don't get into a whole lot so uh, if, it's one of those things if there's nothing on, I'll probably <laughs> pop that on uh, as well so um all right, so let's uh jump into the main topic uh we're back on the long Halloween because it, it is a very long Halloween It is a very um, long and we read issues eight through thirteen. Um, and the first time we we talked about the first half, um, we talked about release dates, and the, the cover of the first issue said December uh, was the month of release. Afterwards, I recalled that comic books always post-date, so it, it's usually two to three months after the book comes out, um, and that's an old tradition from way back when it was on newsstands, and there's a reason behind that, but um so the the first issue actually would have released in October of um was it nineteen ninety six I think we said? Oh that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. So um and then the last issue, issue thirteen, would have come out uh, October of nineteen ninety seven. So it did go October to October. Um that so makes- the Halloween's actually would have fallen on Halloween. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to take us through the synopsis you are better at them than I am
1: <laughs> um, sure uh, so basically for those of you who didn't didn't catch the last one um, I'm sure it's out there you can go find it if you want to listen to part one of this was it episode
0: three maybe or was uh, it- yeah I think it was episode three yeah if you haven't watched or listened to that one stop now go listen to that and then come back and, and finish this episode
1: but if you're lazy and you want to just get caught up, so basically uh, what we've been seeing is a mystery holiday killer who's running around Gotham striking and killing uh, people on specific holidays. So we got up all the way to – from it started in Halloween, and then we got all the way through April Fool's day last time. And the one thing about April Fool's that was different was we didn't see a murder. The holiday killer had a chance to kill the Riddler and didn't do that. So we were basically uh, Batman. We opened up our not episode, what did they call it? Issue 8 here on Mother's Day. And Batman is now in Arkham trying to solve the holiday murders uh, still. And he's specifically trying to figure out why he didn't act on April Fool's Day. Uh, So he's in there talking to a new character, in this uh, whole issues, and to me, I'd never even heard of this guy Julian Day, um, who is also—I don't know if he murdered people or what he did—but he also had a thing where he's been committing crimes on on holidays. Mm-hmm. He starts to cast doubts on whether the murderer is even a man or a woman, which is kind of throwing off off Batman because um, he's—they always thought it was a man—and oh, that's the other thing. He, so. He, Bruce Wayne, or Batman, is con- convinced that it's Harvey Dent, so he's investigating him, uh, but now the, Julian Day has now started casting some doubts on whether it's even a, a man or a woman. Um, while he's questioning Day, um, Scarecrow escapes from Arkham, and Batman leaves to pursue him, and during that, he gets exposed to some of the, the Scarecrow gas, which is off into a little bit of a, a crazy mindset. Um, elsewhere, we see Sophia Falcone. She's trying to find um, find somebody by the name of Gunsmith, and follows him down into Chinatown, and that's where we find the victim of the mother's the Mother's Day killing down in Chinatown. Um, and then Gordon, who is still suspicious of Bruce Wayne at this time, um, is investigating. It goes to Wayne Manor, but Bruce Wayne is off being confused by the gas, so he's not there. And Alfred tries to uh, um, off push him aside, push him aside. But then Gordon ends up getting chasing Batman, or excuse me, Wayne. He's not in his Batman costume. Chases him to um, his mother's tombstone and actually ends up arresting Bruce Wayne, because the suspicion of him being the holiday killer has now been ramped up. So now uh, that ends issue eight. We go to issue nine here, and that's Father's Day. That opens up. Bruce is in jail and he's now still not in a good headspace. He's remembering back to where his dad um, helped somebody in the dead of night who got help or brought to his house um, and had been shot. And it turns out his father saved Falcone. And so now he's trying to figure out well, should I be doing good? Because if I just save people, it might be actually creating more chaos. So now. He's still in a bad mindset from the, the Scarecrow gas. Um, the next killer is actually, um, on Father's Day, fittingly so, is Moroni's um, dad is killed. And then Bruce gets acquitted. So right after, so they show us the killing, and we go back to the court, um, where Dent is overseeing uh, things. And Bruce is acquitted and was released. Uh, they couldn't find anything that stuck on him. Uh, meanwhile, we see Dent uh, who has gone to see his father, um, and he seems pretty upset about it, but he did receive the famous um, coin, uh, and so he's basically in the basement flipping this coin in a bit of a, a bad place as well. And then Falcone, we see who's being spied on by Catwoman, as we've seen several times throughout this uh, uh, these uh, issues. Uh, Falcone goes to visit Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter and basically um, is trying to get Bruce Wayne, take Bruce Wayne out. Uh, and then it ends, Father's Day ends with Maroney visits Dent's office um, following the murder of his father, um, looking to team up to take out Falcone because Maroney's convinced that Falcone is behind behind all this. So he's trying to get Dent to, co- to team up with him. So that ends Father's Day. We move on to um, Independence Day, issue 10. That opens up the holiday killer uh, actually killing the coroner, which is starting to create a little bit more confusion because they thought there was a pattern, but now the coroner is, has seemingly nothing to do with any any of the other murders. Uh, we see uh, Selena, Kyle, and Bruce are spending the holiday together before Bruce gets called away by the bat signal. he slips off to go see what's going on um and it was actually dent who would sent the signal uh trying to get batman on board to take out falcon as well uh and then we see moroni and the falcon's daughter are actually are or an item which was a bit of a surprise a little bit of a surprise there um and we see them plot to take out dent and then batman with catwoman's help uh breaks up uh the uh, Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter who were attempting to rob uh, a bank, I believe it was. Um, so we don't see, oh, the murder was the coroner, but yeah, it happens early that you almost forget about it. <laughs> but, uh, so that basically wraps up Father, our Independence Day. We move on to issue 11, which is titled Roman Holiday. Um, we see Harvey Dent's wife who's in the basement and finds a gun questions them about it basically saying why do you have evidence here um and now she's kind of suspicious of what's going on with dent in this whole thing as well um batman tracks down the riddler to question uh, question him about the holiday murder and specifically why why he thought he spared him during this whole during uh, april fool's day um the riddler doesn't really help out very much um so batman, uh, <laughs> Uh, ends up continuing the investigation um, we see Moroni now who's turned to a witness and takes the stand um, and he's gonna as a part of the plot to take out uh, Falcone he's gonna testify against him um, but as he's giving his testimony Dent is questioning him um, he has some sort of acid and throws it onto Dent and he turns into Two-Face at that point point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the very end, we see the holiday killer take out Falcone's sister. So that moves us on to Labor Day, issue 12. Uh, We see Dent, who's now snapped and is becoming the Two-Face. He's in the sewer with Grundy. And Grundy's about to like pulverize him, basically, but he starts singing. We we talked about it on the previous issue, the Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. Well, Dent knew the rest of it, which I didn't. So if I was in his shoes, I would be a goner. But Dent uh, carries on Monday through Saturday, I believe it is. Or Sunday. Yeah. Um, and Grundy spares him um, because he seems to, kn- to have some sort of connection there. So now Gordon is convinced that Dent is the holiday killer. Uh, but Batman is actually now convinced that it's not him. So he's... Talks him out, tries to talk him out of going to take him out. Um, Batman goes and confronts Falcone and tries to find Dent because now Dent has gone off the grid. Nobody knows where he is. And again, we see Catwoman eavesdropping on the conversation um, and flees when Batman tries to confront her and ask her why she's always around whenever he's talking to Falcone. Uh, And then Batman's quest to find Dent leads him to Harvey's wife, and then to Julian Day in Arkham, Harvey's wife is basically now in a panic and says, find him before somebody kills him, basically. She still wants to save him. Um, and then he goes and visits Julian Day again in Arkham and to get a help on who the next target is. So Day tells him that Maroney is going to be the next the next victim. And Maroney, who is in jail because he threw acid on the face of Dent, in the court it was hard to escape that so he's in jail uh batman goes and tells gordon um we need to move him to a secure location he's the next target as they're moving him um, in some sort of underground tunnel um it's basically gordon an armed guard and moroni and Unfortunately, it got played right into the Holiday's killer, and they kill Maroni and seemingly kills the armed guard as well, and that ends the episode or the issue twelve, which opens up the final chapter, chapter thirteen here uh, titled "Punishment," and that opens up basically right where we left off. So the Maroni's dead, and we actually got to see the face of the Holiday killer as well at the very final scene of twelve. Um, but he's pointed the gun right at Gordon and um, claiming, I'm the Holiday Killer, taking credit for everything, but it turns out the armed guard is not quite dead yet. He jumps up, has the Kevlar Vesta, which saved his life, and he starts beating up the guy, uh, beating up Holiday, and it turns out the armed guard is actually Batman in, uh, in disguise, and Gordon actually breaks it up before he goes too far. It seems like uh, Batman, if Gordon wasn't there, was going to end Holiday at that moment. So we find out Holiday's real identity. Identity is Alberto Falcone, who we all thought was murdered on uh, New Year's Eve, and that, it turns out he faked his own death to throw off the authorities. So it's Falcone, um, killing, killing off people and covering his tracks by killing himself off in on New Year's Eve. So Falcone comes to visit his son in prison. And basically tells him i can get you off this confess to moroni's murder but everything will be okay if you just drop this holiday business and he says basically no you were never there for me as a father and now it's killing you that i'm bigger than you so he's basically proud to be the holiday killer and is not not backing off of that um and it's so now it's halloween again and we see gordon visit uh dense wife um on house so she's passing out candy and Gordon and his wife and kid are out trick or treating which i um, put this in there because first of all we've seen Dent hasn't seen Dent's wife hasn't seen or heard from him mm-hmm. and maybe costume was really creepy i just made it, made it i don't know if you saw it it was just a really creepy costume to put a little kid in but <laughs> that's beside the point um, so then we move to um, we see Dent is actually now in Arkham Visiting Day, and it looks like uh, rounding up a group of misfits. So the next scene we see is we see Joker, Ivy, Mad Hatter, Penguin, Grundy, Scarecrow, Catwoman, um, all led by Two-Face, who break into Falcone's house uh, to confront him. And basically, they're going to kill Falcone. Uh, And Dent is still acting from... The motives before he turned into Two Face to kill Falcone and stop this craziness, but obviously he's taking it to the extreme here. Yeah. Um, Batman breaks in to stop it and tries to stop um, Two Face from killing him, but in the melee, we have a situation where uh, Two Face has Falcone by the head and Batman can't talk him out of it. And he ends up killing him. And then in the ensuing chaos, we see um, Sophia tries to kill Two-Face for killing Falcone. Um, And Catwoman tries to stop her, and then she ends up falling to her death, uh, Sophia does, in the ensuing chaos. Uh, Dent escapes that situation um, and goes to kill his former assistant because he believes that he gave the acid to Malrani that turned him into Two-Face, so he takes him out. And then Gordon ends up ar- arresting Dent after Batman uh, confronts him, chases him down. And then Dent now says, yeah, you got me, but there's, did you know there's actually two uh, holiday killers? So now Gordon and Batman are trying to figure out exactly what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. Basically plays it off and says, well, he's two different people. So that's what he meant um but we see now Dent's wife is in the basement of their house burning evidence and confessing to herself basically that she was also involved in the murders that she had gotten involved in the murders and then the final scene we see Gordon and Batman studying a big giant like uh, evidence board of the, the Roman Empire and we just see lines drawn all around so um that w- that was the last uh, panel of the whole
0: of the whole thing there and
1: I think that hopefully, Sums it up, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's much better than I, I would do, yeah. Uh, so I mean, in the end, it looked like there were really th- three holiday killers,
1: yeah. So we had Al- Alberto Falcone, mm-hmm. and then Dent kind of Dent, and then Dent's wife, who had been it, when she was confessing, she was talking about, Yeah, I used this hat and this jacket, and she's burning that evidence as well. Mm-hmm. She's she had been. Doing something, so I don't know if we ever, unless I missed it, we figured out who exactly killed who, but there was a lot of,
0: yeah,
1: killing going around.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. I think if you went back and like connected everything, you could figure it out. But um, I mean, obviously after after New Year's, I think Guildedit probably took over, and then Harvey probably did a few as well. So um, yeah, it's a good job. It's a it's a great it's a great story. It's uh, well, I'll save that for. Favorite parts later. Oh, yeah. uh, so do you have uh, do you have any questions about this? Yeah, only
1: a couple today. I think I feel like I got most of the broader ones out on the previous one. Um, the first one was Julian. When I saw Julian Day, I was like, "Who the heck is this guy?" Not a character I've ever heard of or is not unfamiliar with. So basically, who is that guy?
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's referred to as the Calendar Man, and he always committed crimes. Um, I can't remember if they were exclusively murders or other crimes, um, on, uh, holidays as well. Um, and yeah, he, the way he talks about the killer, it's like, well, she could do this or he, this, like it's never he, 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 it's always he, and then she, and then he, and then she, so he's, uh, like he, he, he has vital information. Like he's figuring things out with the holiday, uh, scheme and the holiday killer, um in this story but um he's uh he's not like an a-lister batman villain but he's definitely um has his place and played his role in the batman mythos
1: and then the only other question i had was so that that last panel i tried to cover like read through it and i was like is there something is is guilt on there or is is there something i miss or are they setting something up that went over my head too with that i didn't no, if there was something deeper meaning that I missed there,
0: no, because um, it's actually Harvey Dent's in there before he's Two faced too. Um, so it's like basically just lining out um, all the different uh, mob people. Because I think every person, most of the people on that list or that chart, we encounter in some way. Um, I think with the exception of maybe uh, Falcone's brother-in-law, who's part of the um, Chicago crime family and then the Metropolis group.
1: So. Everybody
0: else who's in Gotham, we we see it in some fashion um, as well. So I think it was just like lining out um, and showing a little bit more of their, the legwork they were doing. So it didn't necessarily connect to the end of the story. It was probably somewhere towards the beginning that that really happened but just showing a lot of the work that what they were trying to shut down.
1: So I, I guess I do have one more question. So did this was this just an open and shut? Here's thirteen issues, or did this spin off into something else? Do we see Gilda continue something, or it, it was this just one and done kind of?
0: There, so there's um, this is the second of three books. Um, uh, the 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 following book is called Dark Victory, and it does continue some of this. Um, it's been a number of years since I've read it. Um, but it like Robin's introduced in it. It's the same. Uh, it's, it's Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale again who who, who do the storytelling, um, and I think it it deals with some of the consequences of the of the Long Halloween, uh, and Harvey Dent and Two Face and that kind of stuff is in there, and and a lot of the other villains as well. Um, so maybe we'll read that at a later time, or I mean, you of course, if you're interested enough, you can read it on your own. It's a I mean, they're great stories, so. Like I said, this is the, the second of, of three. Um, the first one... Um, shoot, I can't remember the name of the first one. But it's like... A, it's a There's three stories um, that take place in it, and they're all on Halloween, and they deal with different villains. Um, I think uh, one of the villains is Scarecrow, and there's a, a panel in this that is reminiscent of a panel from that specific book. And then it, it jumps to... To dark uh, to long halloween and then dark victory is the is the finale so they all kind of connect but long halloween and dark victory are more connected than the first book was just kind of like hey here's what here's what we can do together and like okay do whatever you want now and they wrote this
1: interesting i might have to check that out or maybe yeah that's basically all i all the questions i had this time around
0: all right, why don't we um, jump into favorite parts? Um, I I, th- I think just in general, the whole issues 1 through 13, um, what I love about it is it's it's not what you would typically think of um, as a superhero comic. Like, yes, Batman's in it, but it's, it's not a, a ton of Batman... Fighting crime. It's a lot of mystery and detective work and, and storytelling and revealing of different details throughout it that make it more intriguing um, than maybe suspenseful and um, action-packed. There's action, but it's its not um, what you would typically think of. Uh, and I, I, I really love that when comics can give you characters you, you care about, but don't put them in situations you're used to them being in.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot about it as well. like you said, it was just created the entry and I like it basically when you got to the end of each issue, you did really want to go, Well, what the exact that I mean? I gotta keep going. Like it really did well put together, I thought, and it made you want to keep going back and figuring it out and it it would just give you a little bit of crumb to go, like, what the heck was going on? Like you just didn't know exactly what so I thought that was well done. And then I just I really like the there's one I think it was in the last one uh, issue 13, just one panel, I think where you basically had all of the villains all in one picture. I thought that was really cool. It was just to see everybody lined out there and then like Catwoman's hanging there and you're just like, Oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, I like that. It was pretty cool. Cause it's not very often you see everybody right in one shot like
0: that. So, yeah. Yeah. One of my... yeah um... I think, I mean, just besides the storytelling, my favorite thing is also in the last issue is, is Gilda's confession. Because, um, like, the entire time, even when she discovers the gun in the basement with Harvey's stuff, she's acting innocent. Right. She has nothing to do with it. She barely understands what's going on. And then she's like, nope, I was part of it. And she's, like, throwing this stuff away. And I did it so that we could spend more time together because you were so obsessed with this, I wanted to, to help um, wipe Falcone off the board. Uh, and just like the, that reveal and the kind of like each individual panel uh, built off of each other. And it wasn't like your typical panel, panel, panel. It was kind of like this diagonal downward kind of stacking on top of each other type thing that made it a little bit more interesting as well. So any other favorite parts? Anything sticks out?
1: Uh, No, I, th- I mean, there wasn't a lot not to like, but those are the two things that really stuck out to me, the things I said just before.
0: Yeah, what about uh, favorite characters? I think we mentioned a couple in the first half, but anybody who sticks out specifically in the second half? Yeah, I don't know. I
1: always have a soft spot in my heart for Alfred. I just He's so loyal, and like he doesn't have a huge role ever, it seems like, but it's always, um, you always go, oh, yeah, what a guy. Like He's, he's always... <laughs> Uh, at the right spot at the right time. So yeah. Alfred liked a lot, um, and then I mean Batman. He's he's the man, and um, just trying to wrestle the demons that he's wrestling as he's still trying to do do good is always makes for interesting uh, interesting time. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, he was very well written in this one, and um, in I think in a lot of more recent uh, Batman comic story arcs, maybe not like the most, like the past two years, but before that, there's always this idea that Batman can't make a mistake. He always has a contingency plan. He's perfect. Um, and in this one you see, he does have plans and he's ready to go, um, but he makes mistakes. Um, his, like, I mean, he, he wasn't wrong focusing on Harvey Dent, but there was more going on and his focus, um, didn't let him see the whole picture. Like he tried to see the whole picture, but it was like, nope, it's Harvey Dent, nobody but Harvey Dent. Um, and there was more going on that he missed and, and it cost people lives. Um, and I mean, that's something like he's dealing with wrestling with demons. That's one of those things that on top of that, he starts wrestling with, um, I also enjoyed, I mean, the first half as well, but I don't know if I mentioned it in the first one, um, but whenever Catwoman shows up, their interactions, um, there's always, like, Batman is so serious and she is so, like, flirty and playful almost that they balance each other out. Um, and I I don't think they, like, in, in some of the comics, like, Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne know that they're alter egos and this one I don't think they ever really like come out and say that oh yeah I know who you are it's fine Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle date and they're together Batman and Catwoman have a thing too separately but it doesn't seem like it's it's crossing and so it's just interesting Um, and she's always like a a really fun character to have around because you never know what she's going to do is she going to do what's best for the largest group of people or she's going to do what's best for her. Is she going to s- steal the diamond necklace? Or is she going to protect um, the diamond necklace from somebody else and do the right thing or whatever? So I really enjoyed that character in this, uh, in the second yeah. half. She's again, she doesn't show up super often either um, a little bit more than Alfred, but the the places where she's at, it, it adds an extra layer of intrigue.
1: And then, yeah, I, I mean, I always like the Joker too. You didn't have too much in the second half here, but he did have a, one funny line basically when they're all basically baiting Two Face to kill Falcone. And he was like, just do it already so we can auction off who's in charge it like, So he's like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, so we can auction off the city. Yeah.
1: So uh, he, he's always entertaining and just crazy to watch as well
0: uh did you are there any parts that stuck out that were like "Well, oh, that was i didn't like that part or um stuck out of something that they can improve upon maybe
1: not really don't i mean i think i mentioned last time sophia is just so off from what it was in my head based on watching gotham <laughs> that, that was that's just that's not anybody's fault but my own because i was so cemented in my head oh she looks like this because that's what the tv shows so every time i saw her, i'm like That's not her. So uh, other than that, I mean, I thought it seemed the story flowed pretty well. Mm -hmm. It was really well done. I thought it was kept your interest peaked the whole time. So not too much that uh, really bothered me going through it. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think this these issues, like I think the first half I had, it felt like they were really meaty. There was a lot to them these ones I, I got through a lot quicker. And so sometimes I get them like, I feel like not a whole lot happened. And then as I reflected, I'm like, Oh, there was a no. lot that happened. And so I think, um, like, yeah, everything flowed well as a whole. It's fantastic. Like if you can read it start to finish in one go, you're gonna be like, Whoa, that was amazing. I think as individual issues, um, some of them aren't as good as others, but again, there's going to be a best issue and a worst issue, but that's like, this is a 10 out of 10 and this one's like a 9.8 out of 10. Right, right. Um, So it's just kind of getting nitpicky or some of them I wanted a little bit more um, out of them. But other than that, I mean, it was a great, great book, great story um, overall. Um, And I mean, it it led to and inspired a great um, trilogy of movies uh, that, I mean, cemented Batman as your, as your favorite and same with, uh, the Azorian one cemented Batman is his favorite as well, uh, with the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, and the, there's, there's a lot of scenes that were like, oh, that's the scene from this movie, but they tweaked it a little bit, even like the, the Batman and the, the Kevlar, um, in, in the, the Dark Knight instead of Batman in there was Jim Gordon was in it. Cause you thought Jim Gordon was dead right? Um, right. and he's in the Kevlar. So like that detail, while it's a different character was still like, oh, let's do this over here. Um. And I like seeing, going through and like picking out those little things as well. That's not a qualm. That's just a, Hey, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> right. if, you, if you like the dark Knight trilogy, um, go find, uh, the long Halloween someplace. Um, go to empire's comics, go to your local comic book shop. If you don't have one nearby, Amazon probably will have it for you. Um, comixology. It might be in the DC universe app as well. I haven't looked, um, So there's plenty of places you could probably find it to read it. Uh, Anyway, so um, let's go ahead and and rate this. Uh, We rate with capes because we're the Capeless Crusaders and we use our capes for rating and not for wearing. Um, So out of 10 capes, 10 being the best and zero being you would uh, burn every issue of this you ever saw ever. What would you give it?
1: I'm going to put this at a nine, nine capes. Nine capes. With the right to adjust at a future point, because I, like I said, I I don't have a lot to compare it to, but I did really enjoy it. So, who knows? This might be the best thing ever. So I have reserved the right to bump it to ten at one point. But if I something else comes along, I'm like, you know, *Long Halloween* was good, but maybe not as good as this. So we'll stick it at nine, with maybe a chance to move. But it it was good. It was really entertaining. But like I said, nothing. I have nothing really to compare it against quite yet. So
0: um yeah i i'd probably go with the solid nine as well um just like that that one little qualm that i brought up was just that that extra push that i think would make it a 10 out of 10 but this you almost can't tear this book apart it's it's such a great book um and story and uh i hope that you the the listener slash watcher right now um I hope you read it and you enjoyed it and Dan and, and you guys out there I hope that you guys go find dark victory as well. And, and, and read that next chapter. Um, I think I'm actually going to, because, uh, I remember it being really great as well. Um, all right. So, uh, we did comics this time. And for those of you, if this is your first time tuning in a crossover, whether you're watching on Twitch right now, if you're watching on YouTube later, um, or on the podcast app, um, Thank you for your listening. Uh, I know Dan has a special spot in his heart for you podcast listeners because that's how he normally listens to the show. Um, so a special thank you to you guys. Um, we normally uh, go back and forth. Dan's a, Dan is a, a, a wealth of sports knowledge. Um, and I am working on becoming a wealth of comics knowledge. I'm no David Barry, but I'm getting there. Um, so we go back and forth. We did comics next week or next Uh, episode, which will be two weeks from tonight, actually. Um, We're going to do a sports related thing. And what is the sporting event um, that you have slated for me?
1: So I have selected the Australian Open Final, which will take place on the 27th, Sunday, technically Sunday morning. So it actually starts Australian time. It is 7 o'clock p.m. or something like that. But it will be 12.30 12.30 a.m., so just after midnight on Sunday. That uh, okay. airs on ESPN. They also re-air it on ESPN because of the time. It's on ESPN2 at 7 in the morning and at 8 p.m. if you're interested in watching it, or it's on demand on the ESPN app uh, as well. So if you, I know it's hard to catch um, that early time, uh, and we don't know who's going to be in it quite yet. We know who's not going to be in it because a couple of people have already lost early, but... Uh, so this is the men's final in case uh, you're one. So the women's finals, the Australian Open men's final, which with any luck will be Roger Federer coming out of one side and maybe Novak Djokovic. Um, But the semifinals should be good too. Federer and Nadal could uh, meet up there, but the final Federer, if Federer makes it, it will be his attempt to win three in a row. He won last year and the year before. So, uh, So hopefully he can t- continue that string of luck. If, for those of you that don't know, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Roger Federer. So that's why I'll be rooting for him uh, to make it there. If he doesn't, I'll be sadly watching uh, whoever makes it, they- yeah, makes it through. So, um, so yeah, continue to watch. If, you, if you're interested at all, you can check in some of the scores throughout the week until it builds up to that next Sunday, the 27th, uh, for the final.
0: Yeah. I've, you've been posting some things on Instagram and Twitter about it, I believe.
1: Yeah, basically every time Federer does anything, I.
0: <laughs> you pose. Okay. So is uh yeah Federer's your Federer's your guy. You have a couple Federer hats, I believe, at least one.
1: I have more than one. I yeah. More than
0: one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, um, and and gals, whoever's out there. Uh, thank you for for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, what we got coming up over uh, the next week uh, for us on um, Sunday. Uh, early in the morning early being 8 30 it's not that early um, Sunday morning with the Azorian one um, watches he drinks his coffee eats his breakfast and talks about whatever he wants to talk about uh, and you can hear his kids in the background and hear him uh, try to wrangle his children it's actually quite hilarious if you're a parent you usually chuckle when he does that um, so tune into that um, the Dame Patrol uh, are one of our other Shows on the network, they'll be uh, releasing an episode uh, next week. I heard them talking about a couple of different subjects. I'm not sure what it's going to be on, but they're always really solid as well. And then, of course, uh, next Monday is our flagship show, The Capeless Crusaders. Um, we are going to be um, reading another Batman comic. Um, we're going to be reading the the, the Court of Owls story arc, um, which was the the first story arc of the New 52 um, kickoff back in 2010 um, and it's it's one of my favorites which is why i picked it out for this uh this episode um so tune in for that um have you 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 know who the court what the court of vows is right
1: only because it was in gotham last season so i do, i love that yeah
0: okay yeah so this is where their the origin more or less is is this um i was going to have us read it at one point but um i have other batman stories planned for us we're going to do more than Batman, I promise. There'll be other okay. things, but I know Batman's your favorite, so we'll probably come back to Batman a lot for you. Um, thank you for joining us for uh, another episode of Crossover. Once again, we're part of TCC Network. Um, go to thecapelesscrusaders.com to check anything else, anything about us. Um, again, thank you to our sponsors, Beard Bomb Brush and Empire's Comics Vault um, for being a part of this and helping us do what we want to do. Uh, My name is Manderson at son of Mander on Instagram and Twitter and joining me once again from the lovely city of Reading.
1: I am Dan. You can find me at danderson11 at uh, Instagram
0: and Twitter as well. Thank you once again. Uh, We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Have a good night.